This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay, trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it. Away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going.
He's still in here, Dyer, and he's finished the job. And that is awful defending from Birmingham. Barnsley do not care. The fans behind the goal ecstatic. And Bruce Dyer sent on as a first-half substitute has guaranteed a second goal for Burnsley. What a gamble to play on. Now he's got no support, so he'll have to turn and feed it to Marcel. Now they clip Marcel. Inside he comes, that's what he wants to do! Oh, that is wonderful! He just loves this place! Another stunning goal from Adam Hamill of Barnsley! Again, the big play for Barnsley, the big build-up. We're looking at him to deliver, to produce. Paul Hickey-Bottom just behind him, they're right behind. My word has he produced. What an absolute outstanding finish this is. He knows exactly where he wants to put it. This is a player at the top of his game, enjoying his football, enjoying his life. Look at that. Perfection. Wednesday afternoon, it's five o'clock. Welcome to the Reds Report live on the vibe from the studios at Old Mill Lane. Well, I was going to say plenty of goals to talk about, but 2-2 two, two and just one point. Is that a disappointment? Is that a point gained? Is it two points lost? I suppose a lot will depend on how Sunderland go on tonight against Accrington. Um, it's exactly three years ago that we won at Wembley the Bainston Johnson trophy thing that nobody really cared about until we won it. Um, let's have a comparison. Let's look at the squad then and the squad now. And which one is the better squad? And hopefully we... Uh, and a, a tricky away trip, I'd say, to Burton is on the horizon as well this coming Saturday. So, myself, and we've got, um, of course, Kyle in the studio. Kyle, how are we doing? Not bad, AO. Yeah, not too bad. Not and uh, a studio guest, another one, he liked it that much. We got him back, and there's no fee involved. Chris, how are we doing? Good afternoon, Kyle. <laughs> very good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, very good. So, before we start, we have to mention that... We are all volunteers and students. At, at, well, I'm the volunteer and Kyle's the <laughs> student, just in case I get any remarks. And Kyle, we have to mention your nomination for the young area. I mean, just explain what it is and, you know, w- what's going to happen in a few weeks' time. Yeah, uh, so the main areas is for, like, media awards for, you know, big stars. Um, this year they created a young areas, 8 to 18-year-olds, in which, well, that age range could... Uh, submit 10 minute worth of audio of whatever you do football there's there's different categories to choose from we went uh, best in sports with our football show everything football that's on here on a friday um and we we listened live uh yesterday morning on fun kids radio they they broadcast it live over that and we've been nominated alongside two of us which means 
we go to the BBC Radio Theatre in London on Friday 17th of May for the award ceremony so that's another thing to look forward to and you're going to bring it home for the vibe that's it <laughs> and in your acceptance speech you're going to mention the Reds report aren't you <laughs> the Reds report that's it because we sort of feel responsible don't we <laughs> you know we, we brought you in to do the Twitter <laughs> and then when we didn't look you switched your microphone on <laughs> so, listen well done really good. I yeah, mean that's fantastic you. and I also want to talk about just quickly we do sports here we talk about everything to do with Barnsley FC but you had a different experience on Saturday when you shadowed or whatever you want to call it our colleagues at the BBC Radio Sheffield just tell us again what did you do and, and what was it like um, so basically I sat in on uh, football heaven while it, it's hectic behind the scenes you know we had Adam Moxley up uh, Stoke watching Stoke Wednesday and then AM commentary I think was Derby and Rotherham um, and then obviously there's a a reporter at each of the six other games because we were all playing at the same time, the local teams. So there's all six commentaries on on, on each speaker in this room. We're just listening listening for goals to tech through, and so Adam can say, "Oh, there's been a goal. Oh, well, let's go there, etc." So, and then come five o'clock, it were time for praise. Our grumble it turned into a call centre. Yes. And I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be honest, that's when I normally switch it off. Because, you know, when Pittsmore Owl starts talking or Brian the Blade, it's like, no, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll put songs of praise on for a bit while I'm driving home. So you were in studios. Um, there was the small matter of uh, Coventry at home um, for the Reds. Did you follow any of it then while you were there? Did they talk about it at all? Or Yeah, it was. Well, like I said, listening to all commentaries, it just... You're, it just pierces your ears a bit. You're just listening. Um, I just out of blue, I heard Coventry equalised from nothing. All out. Here we go. That's just football, isn't it? Yeah. Is that a worry, Chris? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no worry. That's all. why he's back. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> An early goal. Fantastic start for Barnsley, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. But then it all went sort of not the way we wanted it to go, did it? No, it didn't. Um, yeah, a great start, um, and we we're on top for a good ten. 10 minutes after that um, I think if we'd have met that second goal count then it'd have been a different result entirely but the old adage isn't it goals change games and uh, it certainly did uh, brilliant going forward um, I'm not sure at the back a few players maybe not quite on the game and it cost us but uh, we shall see yeah and I, I, you know we, we don't want to point at individuals saying it's their fault it's their fault I think it's fair to say that some players struggled more than what they would others do so let's look at, not throughout the whole team but let's pick out for Ryan Hedges first start for quite some time did fantastic for Wales in a friendly man of the match a few days after they played a qualifier on the bench no minutes whatsoever not even a mention um, Kyle surprised to see the lineup and, and Hedges being involved yeah I were I mean I, we talked we talked about Hedges um, with his performance for Wales and I, I mean to obviously played against a team that everyone were like, oh, he's not going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the 97th in league, you know, well, <laughs> in the world ranking, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I was really happy to see him on, on team sheet because obviously to play like that for your national team deserves recognition and and I'm, he's not had his fair share of opportunities at, at Barnsley, so I was quite happy to see him on and good to hear that he had a good game. Yeah, what about... What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think me and Kyle called it last week. We said that he's played himself into form, and uh, yeah. really, uh, due to injuries and, and whatever, it was hard to leave him out, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, he played a massive part in the uh, in the second goal. Uh, he had a good game, really, yeah. He, he did. And it, it seemed like, had just coming in on, on, on that wing, TM was sort of put up front to, to, to partner Coley Woodrow. I think it's fair to say that at times, TM, you know, he's been amazing to watch as something he goes missing and you almost forget that he was playing. Um down that side though uh, Ben Williams in defence now 
up and down, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people screaming that he's not good enough for everything. I mean, the lad's very, very young. Saved us at Doncaster, was it? With the goal, Walsall. Sorry, Walsall with the goal line clearance. Um, made his debut when Pinellas was out sort of earlier in the season. and did fantastic. Peterborough, wasn't it? Yeah, Peterborough. Then next week at home, you know, and He's a very, very, very young lad. Is it, is it fair to throw this news? I'm only saying it because he, he went on social media and he posted it wasn't it best game and he turned the comments off because of the abuse that he was getting. Is that cold for Chris? Uh, no, no, not one bit. Uh, he's had some brilliant games in a red shirt this season, and uh, you know he should be proud of himself. And I'm sure the coaching staff have, have praised him enough. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been vital to us throughout this season. You know, we haven't had a steady left back. You know, Ezekiel Fryers has not played much, uh, and when Pinios has obviously been injured a few times. When he'd had to fill And he's been brilliant uh, He also played uh, Defensive midfield Against Doncaster I believe Didn't he mm. And uh, he filled in there As well um, So no Incredibly harsh On the on the young boy uh, He'll come back Better than ever I have no doubt no. Same with Jacob Brown Isn't it He's been played In various positions Seems to have found His role Um Cameron McGeehan Came back uh, At uh, Sorry After the Doncaster match Was it the, the um, Yeah Not last week Week before Yeah Pretty quiet. I think everybody could see he was really, really up for it, but went almost missing again against against Coventry. You think it's is that just three matches out to find a tempo again, Chris? Or yeah, that's exactly it, Carl. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, coming straight back into a side, you know. Yes, he's got fresh legs, uh, but bit match sharpness is, is totally different from fitness, and he'll take a while to, to feed in there. Um, however, Coventry did uh, counter our press better than I've seen the team. So, Cameron McGee found himself going backwards uh, more than he has done in a while. Yeah, so. yeah. And is, is that a worry, Kyle? Because the, more and more we're drawing four goals. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't a clean sheet, but still four goals, which is fantastic for you know um, the neutral watching the game. <coughs> Are teams finding a way to to to, to counter us or to, to, to quiet the you know the, the the pressing attacking football that Barnsley has displayed for for all this time in this league? Do you think they found sort of like a, if you play it like this, Barnsley will struggle, or is it just actually Coventry has always been one of those sides, especially away for us, whatever their home is. We've always struggled. Is it just one of those? Bearing in mind that the first match we lost in the season was away at Coventry, wasn't it? So they've not done the double, but they've they've kept us quiet, haven't they? Yeah, they've kept us quiet, and I think you know, obviously, Mark Robbins knows a lot about the club in general. Obviously, it's totally different from when he was here, but I don't think necessarily teams are finding us out. Obviously, we is it twenty games unbeaten now, um, and I think that were first goals we conceded in maybe seven or eight games. So. I can't. I don't think I can't find a way to criticise the side on the run we're on. We just can't. Um, you know, you get some games that you win, some you lose, some you draw, some. That's it. That's just football, part and parcel of it. Yeah, definitely. Right, play some music. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk about Daniel Stendhal's day out at Alton Towers. And was there any need for that to be filmed? Uh, and also, we're going to look back at the uh, the winning double Wembley winning side and this side, and let's compare it. Let's see which side was better. That's right back after about seven minutes. This is for the fans. The vibe. <laughs> we 
This is for the fans. The Vibe. We're back again on the Reds Report Wednesday afternoon. A bit of reef, place your hands up, which, which we did, didn't we? <laughs> um, right, first of all, Daniel Stendhal. A lot, a lot of attention on Daniel Stendhal from the national press lately. We had a, a football focus 
uh, I believe it was at the weekend, all about Daniel Standall. And then yesterday, um, he went to Alton Towers and he was um, filmed, stroke, followed by Sky Sports News. Now, I think he, he deserves everything he gets because I think he's been absolutely amazing. He transformed the squad. The football is fantastic to watch. At what point do we think, though, <laughs> that maybe a bit less of attention? You see all these managers losing jobs this time of year. Another one yesterday, uh, the QPR manager. Yeah, Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren, Dutch Steve, um, <laughs> a loser, losing his job. Um, and at one point, maybe not now because he's not done anything yet, but when Barnsley go up in a few weeks' time, there's going to be eyes on him saying, wow, look look at that manager, look at what he's done. With People say we've got a big budget, relatively small, because we've got rich owners, but they've not necessarily injected the cash into the club, have they? Um, are we getting sick of all the attention that's on Daniel Stendhal? Or are we actually saying it's about time that he got a bit of publicity? Carl, you first. Chris, you're next. Um, I don't think he'll mind it, to be honest, Stendhal. He, he, he likes to laugh. I watched Football Focus um, when I got in Sunday. Um he just loves the laugh. I think I think he's up for anything, and it's been long overdue, I suppose. This sort of you know getting recognised for what he's done so far. It's his first season in English football, and um, you know it's an achievement no matter what happens this season because he's done really well with what, with the squad. Chris, we've seen him at the club being interviewed. We've now seen him at Alton Towers. We're going to run out of ideas, though, won't we? Now, what we can do? Surely, national press is, is this enough now? Or do you say actually no? Why not give it, give him the you know the airtime that he deserves? I think, uh, like Carl said, once it's deserved. Uh, he's done a great job, hasn't he, so far? He hasn't delivered promotion just yet. Or when he does, he can go on as many roller coasters <laughs> as he likes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if we're getting more people in the ground, we're dragging more people uh, attention towards our football team. You know, the increasing gate money uh, that can be injected back into the club. And yeah, we've got rich owners, but you know, the financial fair play. Uh, well, a legend. Financial <laughs> fair yeah, play. Yeah. It only counts yeah. if you're yeah, a small that's, club. If you're a big another, club, you get away with it, don't you? That's <laughs> another can of worms that will we'll not open. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good for it's good for us if we're getting more people in the ground. Uh, as long as he's uh, not taking his eyes off the uh, the prize, then uh, we're all right. He's, he's German, and he went. He's like you know. That that chair next to the pool is mine at six o'clock when I run down. That type, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I'm just I'm just wondering because um, what what he says in essence to all these stations and journalists is the same, isn't it? About it's his philosophy and that's wherever he goes, that's how he you know how he'd want to play. And I'm just thinking, is it like, you know, crossing life to Barnsley where Daniel's trying to get out of his car? He's at pump number four. He's just <laughs> putting some these. You know what I mean? I'm just and there is always a thing of you know. Teams losing managers. Well, who else doing it? What type of football do? Of course, everybody starts following that example at some point, don't they? So Daniel Stendel, okay, he, he's deserved it. Done fantastic. It's fantastic to watch Coventry. Maybe disappointing on a personal level at some players, but we've not lost, and I think that that's the main thing. And we'll see how the other the others. I'd rather have points on the board than games in hand. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, yeah. So let's have a look. How, how good is this squad? I mean, Chris, you've been watching them for a few weeks. So, so have you, Carl. So have I. And obviously, three years ago that we won the. Uh, Johnston Payne Trophy um, Mark Getney on uh, Twitter says Few players from the current squad Would get in the double winning side But overall that team is better Than today's squad Well, I'll, I'll raise you then With my opinion thinking I think that squad 2016 I think we had some very very talented individuals And around it there were some good players But I think some people will Maybe not struggle but 
fill the full 11. You know what I mean? Your Mark Robbins, your Horahan, your Winall, they were the outstanding players, weren't they? Um, let's, go, let's go to you first then, Chris. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 how would you compare this squad to the 2016 double Wembley winning squad? Well, the goalkeeper's better to start with now, isn't it? It's <laughs> the same bloke, but he's come a long way. So yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Uh, another good game against Coventry, you know, double save that saved us a... Kept us in it, didn't it? It certainly did. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the goalkeeper's better to, to begin with. Uh, the centre-halves, you've got Mark Roberts and uh, Alfie Mawson, obviously. Alfie Mawson's going to play for England. Uh, Mark Roberts is, is, is probably sitting warming uh, the Birmingham bench still. Um, this uh, the the centre halves that are currently playing Lindsay and Pinnock a great partnership. So I would imagine individually Mark Roberts and, and, and Mawson would be better, but the partnership between Lindsay and, and Pinnock can't be scoffed. At, uh, they've been really good, yeah. And uh, I think age-wise as well, the potential of those two if you can keep him, yeah. Okay, definitely uh, middle of the park. I mean Conor Urian. Uh, um, <laughs> Is there enough superlatives to uh, to describe Conor Hull? No. Probably not. Is the uh, wonderful player? Uh, fullbacks, I think we're in a better position now. Uh, wingers, we're probably one shot at a minute. Um, strikers, Winhold knew where the net were. Yeah, like love him or hate him, and I think Winhold looked really good because. Whenever he was in that position, Hurrahan found him, didn't they? And I think yes. sometimes strikers go to other places. And if you haven't got it, it's about that supply and that service. And he got it from almost all over the park in Connor, didn't he? Yeah, but give me Kiefer Moore over, over Sam Winall any day. I think uh, Kiefer Moore brings much more to the team. Uh, I've got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Taller to start with. But no, and I, 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 I agree with it. And I think. Again, and I, I don't want to go over old stuff, but again, I was sat next uh, to called Steve that I sit with at the match, and, and it, we, we just said it just not because he was set behind us, but it just we just missed Kiefer at that match. I think sometimes Coley Woodrow's work ethic is fantastic. I just think you get 10% extra when Kiefer is next to him because I think they're both such a handful for the defence, and, and that's nothing against TM, but I think he was kept under control pretty well by the defence, and I think it's harder to do when you've got Woodrow and you've got Kiefer Moore. Um, what about what about you? Because with the youthful of the done as well, how would you see that side to this side? <laughs> it's like I agree with pretty much what you said going through it individually, Chris. Um, the centre half partnership <clears throat> this year has been sublime, um, which is keeping Adam Jackson out, uh, out of it when he's not injured. Um, but Adam Jackson would, I think, he'd get into a League One side in in any you know any other team. So it must just show that that partnership really does work really well. Um, like you said, Winnell, no wet net war. But Kiefer Moore does bring a lot more. He's got that, you know, he's, he, he likes it at his feet as well as when it comes in air, etc. But what we're seeing with we Art Kiefer and Corley together is Corley's got to come out a lot more wide or into centre to come and collect the ball when he should be, you know, in the middle. He's just missing, he's lacking that partnership at the minute with Kiefer Art injured, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um you're looking at the squad you're mentioning some players we know Conor Horan is doing well we had the discussion last week should we talk about Conor Horan when he scores a fantastic goal for Ireland yes or no yes A because we've got the airtime and we decide what we say but B I think he, to me Conor Horan is in that class of Hignett Howard Redfern like a legend that part captain everything else look at some of the other players though that you sort of wonder what, what happened so Alfie Mawson went for big money and everybody's destined for the premiership he, since he's left two relegations you know, we don't hear much. Mark Robert signed a big money contract at, Co- and, at Birmingham, and I can't blame him. I think he was 26 when he signed it. Yeah. Four-year contract up to his 30th. Big, big money. He's not featuring much, is he, for Birmingham? Mm-mm. Josh Cowan, 
Great player. Up and down, you know, that sort of... That t- I always said to people, what's bands like as a team? Said, just watch Just going, and that's what we... Uh, you know. Um, those sorts of players, would any of them be able to come back, do you think, to fit in the team that is now? Scowan would be perfect for the team now. Yeah, his he's, he's work ethic, his energy. Um, his nows in the middle of the park, you know, he's an intelligent player. He, uh, he drops straight back in. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, his work, because that's what he did, wasn't it? He, he, he was in that midfield just damp, you know, putting out fires, getting the ball back and, and putting peop- people in position. Anybody else? What about, that we haven't mentioned, what about um, Marley Watkins? Oh, we don't have to mention the... <laughs> I'm not even going to mention his name... The letter went back on loan to Portsmouth and has not played a match. I, I don't know if he's injured again or not. Um, he obviously won't come back because he couldn't get into the site this year. Mm. Marley Watkins, um, yeah, I think so. I think he'd be a good fit because um, he, he can do a, a he can be a winger as well. And I think he would sort of buy into it. It might take a bit of time, but I think he could come back in. It'd take a lot of pressure off Jacob Brown yeah. and a lot of pressure off Carly Woodrow as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, and uh, I think Ashley Fletcher could probably come back into the side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we sent a tweet out, I think it was um, late last week or early this week, I can't remember. And Ashley Fletcher liked, liked the tweet because he follows. And Ashley Fletcher is another one that sort of got forgotten about, doesn't it? Because, you know, he came alone and then he went. Uh, he's now at Borough. I mean,. I tip Borough for promotion, thinking, you know, they have the manager, they have the side, the facilities, and they seem to be dwindling, lost again the other night. And I suppose he, he might be on big money, but they're not regular players like they were for us, were they? No. Um, Ashley Fletcher's seen a little bit more game time recent weeks, but Middlesbrough have gone on a shocking run of form and they've dropped out at playoffs. At the, at the wrong time as well, isn't it? Yeah. You only have to look what's happened to Tom Bradshaw. You're gambling with your future. If you're not taking a, a big money move uh, and, and you know, a steady wage for two, three years and it only takes one injury, uh, if you don't sign a contract, you know, you're know you going to be a free agent and, and, and you know, you're going to be out of pocket. Um, just, to, just to clarify about the team previously and the team now, um, I never thought I'd love a team as much as I did the 2016 team, but I do. <laughs> this yeah. one, this current team. I think the thing is as well, because we're early in that relationship almost, aren't we? I, I loved <laughs> the 2016, but then when some of them left and then the manager left and, and players were going before the season started, during the January transfer season, but the whole club was sort of like in a disarray. You fall out of love as well. We're in like the dating stage at the moment where we yeah. really like each other. We're going to Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so ladies out there, taking it to Nando's, you know what that means. Um, we, we, we talked about injuries. I want to go back to the current team and Danny Pinilos. Um, for me, one of the most underrated performers throughout the season, and it's not until he's been out because of this eye injury that we've probably noticed how well he's done um, how big a miss has it been Chris? Yeah it's been a, it's been a big miss and, uh, and Ben Williams has played a lot of games in, in quick succession uh, he's probably due a bit of a rest to be fair so yeah he, he's needed he, you know he's a very clever player uh, championship uh, previous with Forest. Uh, he's good experience and uh, probably um, right hand side probably less chances are created when he's, when he's playing at left back there's a different player entirely to Ben Williams but yeah it'd be nice to have him back I hope, uh, I hope he's sorted soon it would be good wouldn't it because um, another one not injured played almost every, well played every match of season is Alex Mowat on social media and something actually it, although he's played his performance not the standard that we've expected of, 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 of Adam his work rate and you know shots out of the box that are not happening would you agree with that Kyle? Um, yeah I think um, like I said everyone has a 
not I wouldn't say bad runner form, but you know might be kept quiet, like you said. The opposition have kept him quiet, and you know once you've once he's brought that barrier again, I think he'll be back to you know like he's in team of the season that sort of form, and that's why he's in there for a reason. Yeah, definitely, and obviously Daniel Standall is managing that team of the season. Um, good to see Coley Woodrow scoring again because a, it's a confidence game, isn't it? And um, it, it was put out again today on Twitter, I believe, by either Sky Bet or Sky Sports. But the tic tac game, how fantastic! Yeah. And they're all one touch. That is what we're good at. That's the goals we score. What's happening in matches then when we're not playing like that, Chris? Um, is that an opposition thing? Um, is that our confidence thing? Or yeah, it's probably an opposition thing. Uh, we've got a young team, uh, so they're still growing. There can be an inconsistency there. You know, uh, it, it it requires precise passing and, and clever movement. And if you're not producing that, it ain't gonna happen for you. Uh, we are in League One. Quality of pitches. I could put it down to that. You know, some teams uh, are capable of playing on them quality of pitches. Watch Sundown play. You know. They don't play that, that kind of football that we do. Um, so, yeah, pitchers, confidence, youth, probably a combination, a bit of everything. But the issue is, the side, along with Moa, have set such a high bar this season. Exactly. To yeah. keep it is, is uh, you know, it'd be unbelievable, really. And I suppose for the first time this season, when it comes to player of the season, young player of the season, I mean, young player of the season, I don't know what they say is young, but let's say 23 is the cut-off. Well, that's majority of them, you know. Mm. It was also the two youngest uh, the two youngest side in the league playing each other on, on Saturday. Coventry was the other one, and I think ah. you could tell there were some really, really young, but promising players. If there was a vote now, Chris, player of the year for you? Oh, you put me on the spot there. Well, I thought I'm oh, not letting goodness. me think about it. I'll do this first and then play the music. I said Alex, Alex Mowat. Alex Mowat, yeah. I think altogether. And because it's not just about goals, is it? It's no. about what he's done in midfield, took the ball off people, the runs he's made, obviously the goals, the assist. For you, Kyle? Um, <clears throat> Adam Davis. I think mm. it's just the comparison from last season to this season. He's, he's been totally transformed and is at the peak of his career right now. He's, he's playing fantastic. They do him a contract quickly. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm Mowat. Um, when it comes to young player, when you think you could, you could, so many, but Danny Pinellos is one of the young players. Jacob Brown, um, Ben Williams. I mean, there's, there's quite a, Jordan Williams has, has you know, mm. lately seen, seen him on the bench and, and seen him play. What about the, what about the youngsters then? Chris, who, who's caught your eye so far this season with maybe the amount that they've come on or better themselves or maybe in a different position? Who, for you, is you know, the one to look out for? Who to look out for? Oof. I'm a ben, big Ben Williams fan. Big Ben Williams fan. He's, he's grown a lot. And, uh, you know, he's adaptable. He can play in numerous positions, uh, which always helps, doesn't it? Always still helps the manager out when there's a, a few injuries. Um, missing Adibayo, I think that's is it Adibayo? Adibayo, Adibayo. Adibayo. I always yeah. struggle pronouncing it. <laughs> Listen, um, this is the thirtieth episode up to number twenty nine. I couldn't pronounce it. I called him Big Victor forever. Yeah, there, so. <laughs> well, we'll go with Victor. Uh, Victor, I think, gets a harsh time. I think he's uh, he's come on a little bit. Yeah, I think the problem is with Adibayo is when he's brought on, people expe- expect him to score goals. Mm. Now we've had a lot of cliches, but we've also had a few nil nils lately, and. You have to think as well, you know, if, if someone like Coley Woodrow and people, if they can't break it through, he, he's put on there sometimes for another role just to hold the ball, bring people into position. And I think he gets an unfair slice of the cake at times where he gets criticised. And, and actually, he's a very young lad. He's not really a regular starter, is he? He's, he's one of the fringe players. Um, 
one of the young players for the year for you at a big age or you got your eyes on somebody else? Um, Jacob Brown. Um, yeah. Before this season, nobody really knew who Jacob Brown was until he made his debut against Coventry away. Well, um, and he is, missed is that a start? That a start? Were it? Yeah, that was a start. That was first time he was put into starting eleven. Um, yeah, and he had a few chances and he was thrown goal twice and missed him twice and you know people got on his back but he's just learned got more he's, he's better now he's developing uh, as, as it comes on and that you know that suspension might have just kept him quite a bit but he come back <clears throat> and, and got on, on score sheet straight away and that'll only take his confidence levels up so for me uh, Jacob Brown yeah, again Jacob Brown he, he played right back then to scum yeah, up away I mean we were 2-0 down he, yeah. turned, he turned that around yeah uh, <coughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Kyle on this one yeah. I've lost <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is with Jacob Brown I think Jacob Brown is almost at times like a young Hedges where it's that role of bombing forward and the quality b- balls into the box that's what yeah. especially with Hedges when, when he um, when he started playing let's look at the players then before we play some music that are out of, we talked about Adam Davis still no contract news you know Mowat signed an extension Ben Williams signed an extension Jacob Brown I'm not sure but somebody yeah so is Davis not signing because he's leaving do you reckon or is he just waiting to see whether we get promoted or not Probably yeah, pure guess, but what do you that, think? That could be a factor because uh, if we get promoted, that could totally sway his mind because it's a championship team gonna p- from his time in the championship with Barnsley, they're gonna take a punt on him. Do you know what I mean? So if we get promoted, it could be a factor actually. Yeah, if we get promoted, I think that might sway his decision a little bit. To be honest, yeah, I think he might have hit it on head there. I think what you're seeing is just a bit of leadership. You're just sitting back. It, the team's bigger than he is, I think, and he knows that. And I think he, he's making sure that all all the mind. He's on promotion and he wants to get that job done first before putting pen to paper. Right. Question for you both. We'll play music. You can give me an answer afterwards. The last transfer window, we signed George Miller. Because of the arrangement that was, he's staying at Bradford. Bradford not not doing that good. (laughs) Put it mildly. Um, We're looking to go up to the Championship. Will he be a signing that we'll be able to use in the championship if he can't really score the goals in this division. So, play some music, back in a bit. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Hi, my name is Stereo Mike. Working on a movie Yeah, right But we did nothing 
Not for a woman with a cold play on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, viva la vida. Right, lads, um, I asked about George Miller and whether that um, would be a good signing. We know uh, Bradford, bottom of the league, not doing very well, recently lost the manager and everything else. Is that a case then of um, Chris? A decent player in a bad team it will not always get the output that we maybe expect. Or do you say actually maybe this is one that you know you still got doubts over? Um, yeah, it's very difficult to try and forecast future, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, we look at McGeehan last season. Oh. Uh, oh, you know, I'm still Alan. apologising now. Me, <laughs> you should be. Um, you know, Alan Lord not getting a kick. Uh, Mowat, Alan Lord again in and out of the squad. You look at him now. It's a different ball game, isn't it? Entirely. Um, yeah, he's one for the future, isn't he? He's obviously been uh, looked at. You know, the quite methodical uh, Barnsley in which they select and sign players. Um, I trust what they're doing. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. Is it fair to say then, Kyle? That actually, if you look at the last year or so, every signing we've made has been turned out to be quite a successful one. So we ought to just trust the system and, and think that he will be a really good addition. Because, in fairness, we could do with the striker at the moment. Obviously, we're big key for still out. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, you've just got to look at the signings we've made and just try and, you know, not judge, but work around what he might bring to the squad. And we spoke a few weeks ago about, you know, were we happy that we'd not signed a striker as a backup? Um, George Miller could be that in the Championship. I don't think he'd be necessarily heartbroken to be coming on as a sub in the championship rather than being probably next season league to Bradford you know what I mean so I think he could be that backup striker that that's needed yeah and we mustn't forget although we said earlier that Middlesbrough has gone down later Middlesbrough are you know a, a decent championship team and he comes from there he's been brought up through their academy and everything else so you know bit of faith right um We've still got 11 minutes, and I'm just thinking, we normally do this, but you're invited into our little club oh, now, Chris. Um, we're going to play a piece of music. Let me just see which one we're playing. That one's too short. Right, four minutes, two seconds, bit of blur. Get your phone out, paper, pen, whatever. Um, come up with, we'll say Pinellos' fit. Okay, Kiefer is out, but Pinellos' fit. I want you to come up with the team that you would put out against Burton on Saturday. The first goal scorer and the full-time result. Okay, so yeah. the first, the starting 11, the goal scorer, and the full time result. Uh, you can do that at home, put it on Twitter, tweet us, and we'll, we'll see if there's any similarities. And in the meantime, a bit of blur.
Tell you what, though, Chris, it's probably easier to sort the Barnsley team than it is to sort Brexit out. Sorry, just a bit of a discussion in the office. I've applied. Bit of luck. I'm back next year behind this microphone at the season. Um, right, you're the guest, Chris. What's yeah. your starting eleven? Uh, Davis in goal. Yeah. Cavari at right back. Yeah. Pinnett Lindsay goes out saying. Pinnios yep. back in. Yeah. Need him consistently. Uh, Brown, McGee and Mollett Hedges. Yeah. Uh, Barra just behind Woodrow, leaving Mamadou on the bench. Uh, I think he's much more effective than Barra coming off the bench. Right, okay, we'll leave it there for now. Kyle, your team. Um, well, I didn't see it on Saturday, but this is so don't come at me. Uh, <laughs> Davis in, in goal. Yeah. Uh, Pinnock, Lindsay, Cavari, Pinios back in. Uh, McGee and Brown, Mowat, Tiam, um, Hedges, because it sounds like he had a, a storming game on Saturday, and, and Woodrow up front. Right, I've got Davies in goal, uh, back four saying Pinnock, Pinnock, Lindsay, Cavari, midfield, Hedges, Mowat, McGee, and Jordan Williams and up front I've gone with um, Brown and Woodrow just because I think Woodrow needs a, a striking partner yeah. too um, first scorer for you Chris um, Lindsay 90th minute 1-0 <laughs> <laughs> again I keep saying it yeah what's yours I mean I've got Woodrow I'm just someone's telling me nil-nil which we don't want but no, we don't need another draw, do we? Anyway, I just think Woodrow because it's against his, his former club mm. I, I've gone Woodrow and I think the thing is 
if, if you get somebody up there to proper support him, I mean, we might as well, we've got a couple of minutes. Barra, we talked about, hot and cold, isn't it? Barra, at times you think, wow, he goes past three people like they're not even there. You think we've got a right player on our hands. And then he came on as a sub on, on Saturday, within 10 minutes, yellow card, uh, gave a free kick away, couldn't get to the ball, fouling left, right and centre. And you just think it's a bit, you know, that, it becomes a bit messy, doesn't it? What, what's been your thoughts on, on, on Bard? Um Again, a young player in a very young team and they're going to get that inconsistency, unfortunately. I mean, you look at uh, the best players in the league this season, uh, Raheem Sterling for one, he was sorry to miss when he bust onto the scene. You know, world class one day and, and absolute dire, you know, and not Bruce dire uh, <laughs> the other day. So it takes time, you know, they'll get there. Uh, whether we keep him or not is another question. Yeah. So, question then to you, Kyle. My point, and I, I completely agree with Chris, is I've seen Ryan Hedges playing the Czech Ray Trophy Carabao Cup, I believe, and I thought, wow, absolutely fantastic, really, really good. Didn't get a chance on the standal until almost now when he did the performance for uh, for Wales. Why does Barra get in the side and, and, and Hedges couldn't? Is it because maybe um, Stendhal understands Barra better, knows him as a player, obviously worked with him before, is it a German connection? And maybe he, Barra knows exactly how Stendhal wants things on the pitch, so he's that voice on the pitch. Or is it just actually maybe in training Barry's performing better? Because I've just been wondering why we've not seen Ryan Hedges play, yet somebody comes on that we think a bit inconsistent. Yeah, I think that um, German connection is quite a big factor in it because Stendhal knows the way he plays and obviously Barry knows Stendhal quite well and what he wants. And, and we see it one week and then we don't see it ne- the next. It's that sort of thing, like you said, inconsistency. But we've got a young, un- a young group, so we've got to expect that. Um, and I've, I've said it uh, so far this season. I think Ryan Edges should feel hard done by, to be honest, because you know he's a, he's a really good player, and in any other league, squ- league one squad would walk straight in. I, I, I think obviously he's not had his chance at Oakwell. I don't even think he had his, his major chance in in the Championship, and he had a, a good little run of form. Anyway, he yeah. scored, he, he kept scoring, and. And then he just went off off the scene, and then he's not really been get his chance under Stendhal yet. I don't think. Yeah, definitely. You still stick by ninetieth minute one nil because that's all we need, isn't Every it? Every time one nil wins <laughs> the ninetieth minute. Yeah, well, just three points. I don't care if uh, I don't care who scores, not one bit. We don't, do we? Because we have to mention just quickly. Um, it's not a big match for us, but I suppose it is. Sunderland start their catch up matches tonight away at Accrington. Fantastic place. I didn't go. I know you went. Fantastic place to go. Hospitality and everything. Um, how hard will that be after 90 minutes at Wembley, then another 30 minutes, then a series of penalties, and then losing when you started a petition as a club or a supporter of a club to say whoever wins this trophy should go into the Europa League? Yeah. It's good to say that Pompey, actually, their official Twitter account <laughs> for Portsmouth, have signed it <laughs> after they won it. Um, how hard is it for Sunderland to refocus? Dangerous one side because this is now their main focus, but surely that will, you know, 120 minutes or whatever it will, will take it out of them, won't it? I'd much rather be in our position th- than theirs. Uh, Accrington Stanley, great side in terms of work ethic and, and, and making it difficult and, you know, making it ugly. And they need points to stay up in this division. Uh, yeah. They already held someone at Sunderland ground to two apiece. Uh, I've seen that the, twer- uh, the chairman of Accrington were tweeting this week that the game is going to be on despite the pitch being horrendous so hopefully that'll uh, that'll play into our hands and fingers crossed um, although we're not bothered we're going to win rest of the game so. we, we just keep winning and yeah. then we just need them to draw twice or lose once don't we you know you're going to Burton 
Yes. Right. Um, we call it, it's the, the Andy and Tom derby because they're two supporters, Barnsley supporters, season ticket holders, sat behind me in the Pontian for years and years and years. They come from Burton. So it's their only away match that's actually a home match for them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we're back next week, um, hopefully discussing the 1 0 win away at Burton, but fantastic header by Liam Lindsay in the 90th <laughs> minute. Oh, yes. Um, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the matches over the Easter period. Chris, thank you very much again for thank coming you in. for having me. I look forward to my out trick. Yeah, well, we're going to have a look at your altar and, and, and get you in again. Uh, no one booked for next week. I think the week after, um, yes, Adam. BBC Radio, uh, Adam here again, BBC Radio Sheffield, talking about a charity walk and obviously looking forward to the last home game for the Reds. You've been listening to the Reds Report on The Vibe. This will be put on Twitter and audio boom later on as a podcast. Thank you very much for listening. whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Find beatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.